This is the Hawthorne 73 Drive Podcast. Design, rigor, innovate, victory, everyone. What's driving you? Hello and welcome everybody to the newest episode of the D73 Drive Podcast. I am one of your hosts, John Reed. I have a couple of people here with me today. Today's episode is going to be on everyone where we talk about practices that involve equity and inclusion, which is one of our big goals that we've got here in the district. So I've got a couple of people with me. My usual co-host is Kara Maturo. Hi, Kara Maturo here, Assistant Superintendent of Innovative Learning. Glad you're back with us today. And we have another guest today. Hello, everybody. This is Megan Goldman, and I am the Social Emotional Behavioral Coordinator here at Hawthorne with this cool new job this year that I'm super excited about. Quite a mouthful. I know, it's a lot. <laughs> All the acronyms. <laughs> Speaking of acronyms, I know one of the reasons that you wanted to hop on the podcast with us today for the topic that we've got for this week is you want to talk a little bit about PBIS. So. Yes, I did. So PBIS stands for Positive Behavioral Interventions and Supports. And PBIS is actually, implementation of PBIS is one of our board projects this year that is directly aligned with our strategic plan goal four, which really focuses on the whole child. So we're talking about the whole child here with our everyone podcast focus. We're talking about how all children, all students deserve to be healthy, safe, engaged, supported, and challenged. And by implementing PBIS, that that really focuses on the whole child. So PBIS, like I said, it stands for Positive Behavioral Interventions and Supports. PBIS is a three-tiered framework, okay? Kind of like MTSS. It supports the social, emotional, and behavioral competence of all students. PBIS really includes explicitly teaching, modeling, practicing, encouraging, reinforcing, those positive pro-social behaviors, behavioral expectations in the school, getting everybody kind of on that same page. And PBIS really supports social emotional learning. PBIS is going to help you create that safe learning environment where teachers can teach and students can learn by really ensuring that everybody is clear on the expectations. So some of our, our audience for this podcast is primarily Hawthorne teachers. Okay. The Hawthorne's Hawthorne staff here, but it's out there publicly. So, I mean, we might also have parents listening as well, we have students listening. So what would, let's say if I were to step into one of our classrooms, like what would a PBIS school, what would a classroom look like? How's what it, is that? Yeah, how's it different? Than What's like the environment like? What a parent would consider like a typical school classroom? Okay, so let me paint a picture. So one of, the, one of the key components of PBIS is explicit teaching of universal expectations. And then those universal expectations are posted. So if you were to walk into one of our schools, you might see our, our PBIS acronym, which is SOAR, which stands for Safe, On Task, Act Responsible, and Respect. And you are going to see these posters all over the school in those common areas, like the gym, the hall, recess, the bus. And what these posters have on them are those positive behaviors that we wanna see. Those behaviors are also taught three times a year through our PBIS days, and all students rotate through these different learning centers where they learn and they practice all of those expected behaviors that are posted. If you walked into a classroom, you would see a lot of explicit teaching, perhaps even before a lesson. Okay, let's talk about how we're safe during this lesson, this activity. We're going to be working in small groups. What does it look like to be on task? What does it look like to be responsible, respectful? 
you're gonna see those expectations posted in every single classroom as well. And the teachers, the staff have come up with those expectations for the classroom with their class together mm -hmm. on the first day of school. So really making sure that students are explicitly taught, practice, and then you're gonna see a lot of reinforcement, really, really specific reinforcement, because we know that when we reinforce those positive behaviors, we're gonna build that behavioral momentum. It makes students want to behave. It really builds them up into, into encouraging that behavior, and then you're gonna see more of it, which is what we wanna see. It shows that for every negative or redirection you give a child, you should have four positives. So four pro, like positive interactions for every negative. We know even as adults. Right. I was just gonna say, I wanna hate know, that. I wanna know what I'm doing right, right? right. I, I don't wanna hear everything I'm doing wrong. I wanna know what I'm doing right, because that's going to encourage me to keep doing that. Well, I, <laughs> so, I, I keep hearing you say like safe, safe, safe. And I think as John and I have talked many times about innovation and about taking risks and being challenged, you really have to feel safe. Like you have to feel safe in a classroom. Oh. You have to have that environment absolutely, where it's okay to take risks. It's okay to make a mistake because we're going to show you we, how we can fix it, right? Like restorative, or you were saying, it. and like repairing. Yes. And so I, we need that. Oh my gosh, so much because that's exactly what we want to do is create these environments where students feel safe so they can learn, right. they can take risks. One of the building principles when I sent out a questionnaire about the implementation to start our year for PBIS, one of the principals shared with me, her exact quote was, when students feel safe, they are better able to focus on learning. Exactly. So, and we all want to know what's expected of us. Like mm -hmm. when we have a job, we have job descriptions, we know what's expected of us, we perform better, right? So that's what PBIS really does, is it's simply teaching what's expected, these behavioral expectations, modeling them, reinforcing them. And then also the biggest component, the I, the interventions, is is when students don't learn them yet or when they struggle to learn them, what are we doing to reteach? Right. What are we doing to remediate? Mm -hmm. How are we supporting students who are struggling to learn these expectations? And I think too, like I with the PBIS, it's all about building that community. So it's not just teacher to students, it's the students coming together and saying, this is what it feels like when we feel safe in this classroom. This is what it feels like when we make a mistake or when we're building community. Like these are the things that we need to do. And as John and I always talk about like more student involvement. I love how you say it wasn't the teachers giving the rules at the beginning of the- They created the, it. They created together. it together. Like mm -hmm. what does it feel like when your class is supportive? What does it feel like? I don't know. That environment. Yeah, how do you how do you see that once once PBS has been implemented and, and we're, we're off and running with it, how do you see that working from like a student to student kind of situation? Because mm -hmm. I said, like you just said, yeah. I see that as being the teachers are doing, the teachers are implementing it, the school is implementing it, but eventually you get to the point where your peers, so right? All, right, becomes you're, you're working together, right? Yes. It's, a, mm -hmm. right. it's a community. Absolutely. It's, yeah. And I think that's where even those social emotional competencies come into play. And as students learn those competencies through the social emotional learning curriculum about self-management, and motivation. Yes. That's where those persistence, persistence, those competencies are going to support PBIS. They work together. Research shows that when PBIS in SEL and all of this is, you shouldn't stand alone. Everything works together. And that's really the key is this three-tiered framework. We want all students to know and learn the expectations. We want to respond appropriately when students don't learn them. 
and, and and that's really what it's all about. I mean, PBIS has has many core components that we're implementing this year. And, and like I said, one of them is those explicit teaching of those universal expectations. Another really big component is ensuring that we clearly outline and define what is a classroom managed behavior and what is a what is an office managed behavior. So what types of behaviors or misbehaviors right. would be managed on a classroom level and what is managed in an office level. And that's something that we worked really hard on creating this year and ensuring that our staff is clear. Our administrative team worked on that really hard. Mm-hmm. So we we have a really nice system for that in place. And we have a nice continuum in the classroom too, where teachers know how to handle or how to address, I should say handle, how to address mm-hmm. um, any type of or behavior or anything that they see in the classroom. They have a system in place and it's all tied back to what are those classroom expectations mm-hmm. that they created together. So, and then a another thing that PBIS really is is great about it is the common language. So the lesson plans that we use are called cool tools. And we have a whole like folder of all of our cool tools for all of the different lessons. And sometimes teachers might say, oh, I need to revisit this cool tool because my students are really struggling in the hallway. Mm -hmm. Or I'm noticing that, you know, most students are struggling with conflict resolution. So we just created a cool tool and added it to our folder of cool tool resources about how to resolve a conflict because that was like a universal thing we were noticing across the system. So we created a conflict resolution cool tool that all students can engage in and practice strategies like I statements and different strategies for handling a conflict when it happens. That's, that's well, this is, this is something that I know, especially in recent years, that a lot of employers, like we're not right now, we're not worried about kids becoming employed because they're in elementary school, but, but further on down the line. School is their job. Yeah. That, is, that is their job. I tell my kids that all the time. Exactly. This is your job right now. Uh, but on down the line, I mean, this is these are some of the skills these that are- I think employers have been saying recently. It's like, our They're incoming easy. employees are really, we're having a struggle. Right, right. Just, they, like, they don't, oh, the conflict they, resolution. The conflict resolution. Yeah. Or persistence. Yeah, persistence. Like people giving yeah. up. So and these I, are all those yeah. kind of skills that employers always say, right. we can train them how to do the other stuff, mm-hmm. but some of these skills, some, yeah. we kind of, we expect that to be there. And that was in. using the data. Like we, we yeah. saw data coming through that students were, were having some struggles with conflict resolution and how to handle a conflict. And so we, we created this cool tool around mm-hmm. conflict and Conflict is okay, but how do you handle it? What do you do? How do you communicate with each other? And so that way all students can use that cool tool now. and We can have that universal lesson for and all giving, students. And giving them the tools, they can solve their own problems. Mm-hmm. I think all oh, of sure. us who have children, we want the, the children to be able to solve their own problems. And so giving them the tools, how do you solve conflicts? How do you persist when something's going hard or it's difficult Absolutely. and we keep talking about to be innovator to be innovative you have to keep trying you have to right. take risks you have to feel comfortable and safe i often think about how this is our goal number four where mm-hmm. and i think as we're seeing here how important it should really be goal number one like well, that's all we want for our students is to be happy and to have friends and to be able to socialize all of these things. And so it's so important that we're focusing on that this year, especially with everything that's happened in the last couple of years where they've been alone sometimes in a bedroom by themselves all day. Right, absolutely. So we saw a need for that. And then 
We also have our foundational resources for social emotional learning, second step for pre-K mm-hmm. to fifth grade, our advisory curriculum in middle school, which we're working on revamping and rebooting this year with our with our social work team and our MTSS team. So we have a lot of really amazing projects right now that are going on at Hawthorne all around that goal four. So I'm very excited about this new position we have and that I get to to help kind of steer the course and help really implement a lot of these amazing things that are going on that are going to help children. Mm-hmm. And have we heard from the kids yet? Have, has, have we talked to them about it? Does it feel different now that we're emphasizing more social emotional skills? We're actually ex- explicitly teaching it. Have we heard from any of our students? Have you heard just through the grapevine. So I loved when I was out at recess the other day and I was walking around a school and just checking out, you know, how things were going and checking in with some students. And I heard one of the students say, well, remember you go down the slide, you don't climb up the slide. <laughs> and they were reminding another student of the rule of the slide. <laughs> and they love the Eagle Box. We use our Eagle Box as our tangible reinforcer for students to really, and it's helpful for teachers too, to remember to give that positive feedback. Mm-hmm. It's not just great for the kids. The teachers remember like, oh, I give that positive reinforcement, mm-hmm. um, you know, and they love it. They get so excited and it really helps them. They're on track. Like, yeah, I'm on the right track. I'm doing it. Uh, and so it's been really fun. The kids love the raffles on Friday. They love winning their SOAR award. They they are so into it. They just love it. Lots of happy, happy faces around Good. Hawthorne. Awesome. Well, Megan, would you, would you come back later in the year and kind of give us an update? <laughs> I, I love hearing all of this that we're implementing and I I just, to your question, have we heard from kids? And, you know, mm-hmm. We've got a few examples now, but I would be really curious to hear as we go later in the year, how are things going? Like, are there right. any, any things that we had to had to change, any things that we had to right, you know, right. add or, or anything like that? So I'd love it if you can come back and... Absolutely. We'll and there's so many different ways that we can measure this to see if it's working, even just looking at our our social emotional screener data across the district, mm-hmm. looking at our number of office referrals versus classroom managed, office managed. We can look at, we're working through a book study this year called Behavior Solutions, looking at doing some informal observations, behavior rounds. I mean, so many different ways we can measure it, but I think asking the students too, mm-hmm. just how does it feel? I, so, I definitely have heard from teachers, like mm-hmm. how it feels different. Mm-hmm. We're, we're emphasizing these things, we're focusing on these things, so it's helping in their classroom. It's helping get that community. Yeah. But I would love to come back and visit and give an update later on in the year. Thank you so much. We've for enjoyed having, having you. This is really exciting. Really it's, exciting. I'm very Stop excited us. about it too. And there's a lot of amazing things happening here all around that goal for that whole child goal. You know, and so it's it's good things are happening. So thank you for having me. Thanks for joining us on another episode of the D73 Drive Podcast. Design, rigor, innovate, victory, everyone. What's driving you?